I know you like that part. I, so. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> and that, that he likes too. he likes the humming, the humming and the dinging. Uh, is, is it like he it, likes a hummer and a dinger? <laughs> humdinger. You're a humdinger. <laughs> 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 Fifty-three. It's podcast with a sick guy and a sick guy and a healthy guy. Okay, good. For now, <laughs> one out of three ain't bad. Don't yeah, you'll, it. you'll get sick later. There will be hugs and licking before you leave. Oh no, I need an adult. Wait, if Craig's the hugger, then that means I have to be. <laughs> we can trade. Oh. We're friends. <laughs> we'll share. <sighs> we can do both. I'm I'm Craig. And I'm Mike. The and hugger and the liquor, apparently. Or the liquor and the hugger. And oh. here's our guest. Uh, the victim. <laughs> <laughs> the currently healthy. The guy. currently not sick Ando. <laughs> Welcome back. Well, thank you. Well, nice to be back. Uh, welcome to our den of germs. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, I walk in the door. The first thing that Mike says is, hi, I'm sick. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to you know, shake your hand. And then Craig's like, yeah, I'm sick, too. I'm like, geez. Yeah, we didn't even coordinate that. <laughs> we're just so in sync. <laughs> yeah, we're like girls in a dorm. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, no. no. I thought... <laughs> So you got some crap in your hair. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> he's called this some, crap. Some blue crap and some green crap. And it's in there's his... Actually, in his there's in, actually a it, little bit of purple in there, too. Yeah. I just can't really see it, too. And much. it's in your beard. Yeah. Great, a little bit on, it's on, it's on my side, though. Yeah. yeah. See, Look see. at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got himself all... Uh, <laughs> All hair colored. Well, this is uh, the bits and bits and pieces. The, this well, this is a uh, step one. This is phase oh, one. Whoa. Uh, well, the the final Ando has a seven step plan. Well, it may not be seven <laughs> steps, but uh, the our stylist is going to do something a little bit more dramatic uh, right before Andocon. So um, opening so ceremonies. Be, I'm going to be easy a... to pick out of a crowd. Oh yeah, this was kind <laughs> oh, of the, yes. kind of the test run to make sure it works. Oh, well, you, you not know what... really that. Just as so much as I really really wanted some kind of color, and she said, okay, well let's let's because we're also going to change the style a bit. Uh, more dramatically she said we'll ease into it so a little bit now and then we'll come back right before Andocon we'll do the rest so you should get all the staff members to dye their hair <laughs> the same as you so that they're really easy to pick out at the convention if we need help with something yeah good luck convincing all of them to do <laughs> that you, there's a couple of them get, I'm sure you could but well Katie May colors her hair well yeah well and she that that was part of it is there's that we people. she got it too what's and the security guy's name uh Waller yeah well Waller I have no idea. He's already a he ginger. He doesn't seem like a guy that would His color hair's already dude, orange. Dude, dude. He's tall and kind of severe. I say Wallard's He's like a good guy, six feet tall yeah. and a ginger. You're not going to have any trouble picking him out of a crowd. He, he makes me think a little bit of uh, if he just grew up the right the right kind of facial hair. He would remind me a lot of uh, Abraham Abraham yeah. from The Walking Dead. <laughs> He's a big ginger, Michael Cudlitz. Well, in any case, uh, <laughs> also Katie May got hers uh, re-purpled re and blued and stuff, so it's going to be nice and bright. I've always really home. liked that purple. Oh yeah, hair she, on her. It's, it looks it's really nice. good. Yeah, she gets lots. I of was at a convention. I've gotten compliments on my hair, like a bunch of them. So. I was on. I was at a convention last weekend, so I was surrounded by people with all kinds of interesting colors of hair and tattoos and piercings, <laughs> a variety of folks, and then some. You know, straight lace, button down, boring types like me. <laughs> Just who I I, I self uh, identify geek wise by just wearing the right t shirt. Mm. Where some people like they, there were some there were some hairstyles, man. Let me tell you, <laughs> in Milwaukee at the convention, yeah. sure. You know, it's the it's oh yeah, those, the crazy those, middle Milwaukee those kids, crazy right? fringe gamer types that have all the weird Wasn't hair, wind blown and frozen. <laughs> there was some of that too. <laughs> yeah, I went to midwinter. Midwinter Gaming Convention for the second time. Had a pretty good time. Met some familiar voices. Um, <laughs> met some familiar... Oh, right. You sent me a video. Yeah. We ran a into... A video review of your game. <laughs> ran into a, a regular guest, Jim, mm. along with uh, his, his son. His, his, uh, He's mentioned his, his Edward, majesty. Edward, his lordship. His lordship. Um Edward, <laughs> one letter off. LM. Along with uh, along with uh, the other guy in that video was Tim Ferguson. He used to perform at the Bristol Renaissance Fair as well. Okay, and I've seen them all three of them there, 
at that convention both times that I've been there. They weren't able to demo this time because it just timing-wise, it didn't work out. But we chatted a bit, and I sold a few books, and I ran some demos, and I ran some games. And I spent Thursday doing like nothing but network schmoozy stuff <laughs> and learned a lot about social media um, networking and uh, marketing. There may be some changes coming. Oh, um, regarding how I approach some of that stuff. So, hey, look at that. Craig's learning. <laughs> I'm going to sell four more books this year than I did last year. <laughs> Quick, cue up the theme. <laughs> the learning theme. <laughs> the more you know. All right. Well, we can cue up uh, this theme. What's news, Craig? <sighs> Besides your learning. <laughs> did you hear what Nintendo's doing? Something stupid that makes no sense. <laughs> Why? What do you say? The la- the labo, the labo, whatever they're gonna call. How are that supposed to be pronounced? The labio. No. The labo. What is that? I saw the name and I thought that's a terrible name. I saw a picture of it, but well, I it's right up there with the Kickstart Kickstarter's drip <laughs> service that's mm-hmm. coming. Yeah, they're they're not all they're not all gems, Mike. <laughs> but but Nintendo is notorious for doing dumb things <laughs> or killing off products that were good. Well, they're not selling them. They do some of those. On the upside, I got to play the NES uh, Classic at my brother's when I was in the, the thing that you were going to buy in Wisconsin. That, yeah, that they never, I could never. They get never made because, enough of. Well, I couldn't get it because when it would go on sale, it would be like announced that day, and they'd be sold out by eleven o'clock at Best Buy, and I can't just leave work and drive ten miles to a Best Buy mm-hmm. in the middle of the day out of nowhere. That they marketed that all wrong. Mm-hmm. The people who really want that game are people like me. Who played the Nintendo back when we were in? You know, Everybody high wanted that game because it was it was yeah, such but a they, deal. It was a but bargain. they made it available to buy easily to the people who don't have jobs or right. are in college and the, the younger crowd who has more time that can just drop everything and run to the store. I was so angry, but me and my brother played. Well, that's good. And I crushed my niece, <laughs> who may or may not be responsible for your uh, current <laughs> yes. health predicament. Yes, well, and she, what game? <laughs> well, she whooped, she whooped my ass at the Simpsons Game of Life, mm-hmm. you know, the actual board game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I crushed her playing, um, what was it called? Bubble. Bubble Bobble? No, no. Because no, that's, that's cooperative. Bubble Wrap? Balloon Fight. Oh, Balloon mm-hmm. Fight. It's kind of, it reminds me of Joust, where you're going to go at each other and you got to hit the person from above. But you've got two balloons. and if, So if you get hit from above twice, your balloon's pop and you fall. Well, she's used to playing, quote unquote, cooperative in a game that isn't really doesn't have cooperative setting in it where she and she, she and my dad or her dad or her mom would, or a friend or whatever would play. And they just wouldn't go after each other. She mistook her uncle for a nice person. (laughs) And as soon as we started playing, I started popping her bubbles and dropping her, (laughs) popping her balloons and dropping her in the lava with the monster down below. And uh, she said, we don't play like that. I said, yeah, we do. (laughs) We do now. (laughs) Crushed her. It's important to teach kids to uh, to lose gracefully once yeah. in a while. Yeah, accept a loss. Yeah. Anyway, the Labo. Um, yeah, well, it's it, like, it, it's a Nintendo. You'll get, you know, a Nintendo product. You'll get a game and like a bunch of little kit pieces made out of like heavy cardboard. And the kid will put the thing together and it will be part of playing the game. You need to make the thing rather uh-huh. than just buying the weird controller. Yeah. That goes with you, the game. You have to build it. You build the little thing. Oh, okay. So it makes, you know, gets kids to, to build something. No different than Legos. It's just it's it's cardboard yeah, so Legos it's... with a video game, mm-hmm. <laughs> just putting things together, and then you. Can but play it becomes the game. a controller, so it's it's got it electric bits. I don't know all oh, the okay. specifics. It, in in some way or another, it becomes part of the game. And there's and there's a few different ones where you like can make like a little keyboard thing, and there's a, you know there's a couple others. So and you know it may bomb, it may not do anything, but it may be kind of like a new innovation. For what it's worth, when I saw the picture uh, and read, I didn't read quite as much as you did about it, but it look it did look kind of neat. So I, I, I'm I'm caught, it's certainly I'm, not yeah. the same old same old. No, it's not. I'm all for innovation. Because, yeah, sure. you know if you if if it falls flat, it falls flat. Then and now we know. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't do that or wait ten years because you might be ahead of your time. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know. Like maybe you know, ten years down the road, there'll be some super lightweight, really cheap plastic polymer thing that you can make everything out of, and then it makes that means it's sturdier and it'll hold up better than cardboard. Yeah, and that might be the right time to do it, but we'll give it a shot. So the best we can hope for is that it's a a, a raging success, and they just don't make enough of it and then kill it. 
if that's how you think Nintendo operates, then yes, that is exactly okay. what we can hope for. On the upside, there will be lots and lots of stories of cardboard cuts of kids trying to put these things, <laughs> put these things together really fast Ooh, because they ow. can't play the game until they put the thing together. Yeah. Cardboard cuts worse than paper cuts. Yeah, yeah. those things are nasty, uh, especially a corrugated cardboard. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Been there. Yep. <laughs> we, we all have. <laughs> Worked at a paper mill. Had to, had to handle paper and put it in boxes. Oh. <laughs> One two punch. Every summer. Please tell me you got to at least wear gloves. No, you couldn't because you couldn't. Oh. You couldn't manipulate the paper properly. You oh, need to dear. be able to really grip it. And other, if you got gloves in, it all kind of slides, and you know your fingers Ooh. don't slide. So it would happen every summer. I would start working, and I would spend the first week giving myself twenty paper cuts, and then I would remember how to handle paper. <laughs> <laughs> Big reams of paper. There's certain ways you kind of handle it, move it around, and pick it up and stuff, and. uh you know, I'd give myself a bunch of paper cuts, maybe a cardboard cut or two, mm. and then I'd be good for the rest of the summer because I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I got to just slower, <laughs> slower down and handle it like this and be careful. Yeah, I did that all the time. <laughs> first beginning of the summer, I'd be like, first day I'd come home with three paper cuts. Second day, it'd be like six more. I, I do that every, better now. every Friday evening. <laughs> I, I risk a cardboard cut. Opening the the frozen pizza box because oh. Friday night is pizza night here <laughs> at our house and at Shaybrock. Yeah, and um, <laughs> well, you know how on the one side they put the perforated pull tabs, so you just you know, and it no, opens. And no, it, I, I never use that. No, it doesn't. It never opens. Well, sometimes right. it opens. You pull it and it like it the 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 cardboard comes apart. It is straight. So it now tears now apart. the perforated part is still sitting there, and you have to wedge your finger into one edge of it, and then you you know, and open. that's where you, when you get the. Right, right. I don't even do right that. Right in the web. Oh, God, no. I don't even do that. I just, I go, um, I always grab the, the magically the other end of the box, and, the bottom. And you start opening and you no, go. No, I shove my finger in and I go. <laughs> <laughs> and I use my finger like a giant letter opener. You know what they should do? Because I can't, can't get to the frozen pizza fast enough. You know what they should do? Is, you know, those uh, cardboard those letter openers that, yeah, will, sure. that are like the they, they've they got have a, the, they have the they're plastic they have the big long slot yeah, uh-huh, yeah. with the and blade a, and the yeah, blade yeah, is yeah, inside yeah, there uh-huh, yeah. they should make that attachment on the back of your pizza cutter Ooh. so you have one tool where you go to open up open the, box, the pizza box and you put it in there Ooh. you take it out and you slice it up Craig I like your you idea need, you need a third million tool. dollar idea internet have fun you need yeah. a third tool to get, the, to get the plastic wrap off the pizza too well not all uh, frozen pizzas have Plastic wrap. Mm-hmm. Everyone we buy. Generally those. speaking, they do. The best kind. The best pizzas always have the the one that you just. It's got like the two the two flaps and you pull it apart. Oh, we well, not if you get the uh, Totino's party pizzas spend, like I do. <laughs> but the, yeah, you get the stuff that's like literally like shrink wrap the same way your uh, packaging <laughs> at the electronic store is. <laughs> yep, you're quite right. You gotta, if you got no, you got no fingernails. Like you got no fingernails, <laughs> and you're, you're, you have, you have. Well, first thing you do is you you just try opening it. With, and you ne- you don't grab it with your fingernail because I'm I don't have any, you know any fingernails, um, and then you do the thing where you start looking around. Where's the one spot where like the little piece, sure, you know the little the little bit of it is kind of up where you can grab that and tear at that, uh-huh. but like the little piece of plastic isn't just flat to the pizza. No, I just go straight for the kitchen scissors. <laughs> I get pizzas that have a good. <laughs> no. Good plastic that opens. No, nope. I I get Not the always. less than a dollar Totino's party pizzas. You know, they're this 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 rectangle pizza, just chunk yeah. of pizza. <laughs> we don't go that far. We get the, the the two two seventy nine to two ninety nine Red Baron. Oh, Red Baron, okay. high anyway, roller. <laughs> moving on. What's what's news, Mike? Um, hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, it involves Janet. So maybe Janet. Good Janet, bad Janet. Oh yeah, you know um, what, you know what's better than bad Janet and good Janet? Good Janet pretending to be bad Janet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You must watch the Good Place, and you oh, will not be disappointed. Yes, I hey. would. I tried to watch the Good Place. I didn't like it. Okay. Hey, you butts, farts. farts. <laughs> bad Janet has a tendency to just. I know. She responds. I, I, I watched like... most of the first season and just didn't, <laughs> could not get into Move it. Move your dumb necks. Yeah. Your dumb necks. <laughs> She's really bad at insulting people. I'm sorry I called you guys poopy faces. <laughs> anyway, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Um, well, you know, the uh, <laughs> there's a um, ad for a job with the government. What government? <laughs> sorry. 
Oh, did it? Shut I don't down? know. Politics. I, yeah, yes. Well, okay. Yes. As of as of as of our recording for the for the record, the United States federal government is currently shut down. <laughs> it might be up tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> so when people listen to this, they'll understand why I made the silly joke. Go. Okay. So, sorry. <laughs> um, so when it comes back up, you can apply for this job. Um, it's as a flight attendant on a, a top secret airline. Excuse me, stewardess. Yeah, what? Yeah, I'm... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, Wait, when... are we in the bad place? <laughs> you should smile more. <laughs> you look so much nicer when you smile. <laughs> what was flight attendant on what? On a top secret government airline. Okay. Out of flying out of Las Vegas. Top secret go- into okay. the desert of Nevada. Okay. To areas numbered fifty one or around there. Area fifty, gotcha. <laughs> fifty two. Yeah, they moved everything. Like that. Area fifty two is in the video game Perfect Dark. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The 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 airline named Janet, which is uh yeah. That's this is well you're, known. There you're are making these this up. unmarked airplanes okay. that fly the employees that work at Area fifty one. Oh, okay. Every day. I knew nothing about yeah, that. So you could you could if you need a top secret clearance, but you can apply for this job and be a flight attendant on the super secret airline that everybody flying, knows about, <laughs> flying employees to Area Fifty One to super- go to go work on UFOs. <laughs> wow, that is well. You don't get to go work on UFOs, but you get to serve drinks to the people that go to work on <laughs> UFOs. I suppose get you a diet coke. Yeah. <laughs> yep they uh, the airline operates a fleet of white. Boeing 737-600s with a prominent red stripe down the middle of the fuselage. Huh. That that sounds kind of familiar. Speed Racer? <laughs> Did the Speed Racer have a white, red stripe oh. down a white car? Oh, it's a big, pretty white plane with red stripes and <laughs> curtains in the window and wheels, and it looks like a big Tylenol. <laughs> It's Stucky. Yeah, <laughs> from, from Airplane. airplane. <laughs> My favorite character on Airplane. I read that what description can you make of, of this? the... <laughs> I can make a hat or a brooch or a pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the description of the article of the plane. I thought they were plain white. I didn't know they had... They had it's a, like uh... a giant Tylenol. <laughs> Oh, here it's just like, I lost the article. It went back to the main page on USA Today, and it's got Blake Portals. Jake Jordles? Portals? I think he yelled portals at the end when he jumped into the portal. Yeah. Yeah. Portals! <laughs> yes, he did. Did he just say portals? That's awesome. That actor was on The Good Doctor recently. Manny Jacinto? 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 Manny Jacinto, yeah. I don't know if you... On the J, isn't he Filipino? Uh I don't know. I don't know. Not gonna, not gonna die on that hill. Don't look I, at me. I don't, I, know. Gotta, I don't have anything on that. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie signed a law recently. Is he still the governor? I thought yeah. he was done. Making it well. Hold on. Was this right Make, before he left? Making it illegal to fly an unmanned drone aircraft after too many drinks, a spokesman said oh, on the this... Republicans' last day in office. <laughs> Is this an Onion article? No. <laughs> it's weird news. But no, dr- no drunk f- flying a drone. Yeah. Drunk drone flying. Drunk drone. Wow. Drunk drone driving. Drunk droning. Drunk droning. droning. Oh, wow. Very that's good. That, that, wait, that almost sounds like some kind of sex position. <laughs> <laughs> the drunk drone. So me and the missus were drunk droning <laughs> the other night. <laughs> what? <laughs> you keep your private life to yourself. The measure, which passed the Democratic-controlled state legislature <laughs> earlier this month, also bars flying a drone near a prison or in pursuit of wildlife. So you can't, like, smuggle drugs into prison. You can't chase a bunny. <laughs> or, or, or <laughs> Well, what are drones even good for anyway, you can't then? can't do it while having too many drinks. It's like the Thank new, you. New, new... Thank you, government. Thank you for that rule. You know what? This is a self-policing problem. When people use their drones stupidly, they get their drones destroyed. Problem solved. They, they wreck them. Yeah, they crash them. <laughs> so, so is this a problem in in the New Jersey Department of Fish and Wildlife where they're like <laughs> tracking herds of <coughs> wild drones, endangered species through the the pine barrens, and they're flying drones drunk? 
and crashing them into the trees near prisons <laughs> i don't know but apparently uh they're, they're crashing them into mobsters who are least, burying bodies in, in the woods <laughs> at least 38 states are considering Spanish restrictions reference. on drone flying this legislative year mm. so some uh, various restrictions i imagine the prison one will get passed pretty much everywhere we don't yeah. need we don't need to be sending those over the walls nope but there you go that actually better be stone cold sober if you're going to go droning. <laughs> that enjoy a- That actually kind of reminds me. If you don't mind, a quick aside. I saw. Uh, I actually watched a DUI arrest happen in front of our apartment yeah, building the yeah, other I night. I saw that on your Facebook. Yeah, it, we we. I mean, it was like the middle of the night. It was like after one a.m. We were actually getting ready to head to bed, and and we like you hear a car coming, and all of a sudden we hear this loud crunch. And, and we're like, well, that sounded like a car hitting another car. And we look out and this uh, out of the window and right in front of our our building, this dude had just like had had crunched a car and then backed up and continued to very poorly like pull into a parking spot. So he was like half in it, half out of it. So, um, he, so he was went, attempting to park, hit the another, parked car, hit a parked backed car, up and then parked poorly. Very poorly. It's one of those things, you know, how in, in front of a sidewalk, there's like that, the, the, the dashed area where you can't park. He was half in that. Like, how drunk do you have to be to and, well, hit a car on. and then continue to attempt to park there? Well, hold on. It gets better. It gets like, better. That's the way. It gets even better. He opens the door of oh, the car, yeah. staggers out. To Katie Mason, I actually, she looked first and she said that he, that he could barely even stand, staggers into our building, leaving his car running with the lights on and everything. At least he closed <laughs> the door, but he left the car running and just stumbles into the, the building. And we're like, um, should we call the police for this? And we finally decided it was the, that we should. And so we, we called on one and the police came out and they apparently, you know, they, they uh, looked at the car, got the van and they figured out which, which apartment it was. He must have been in because they got him out there, watched him do the field sobriety test and he bombed it with flying colors. Um, and then they pulled out the breathalyzer, and by the time he looked at the reading, the cuffs were coming out, and it's just like, wow. Um, dude, like, pre- he, uh, he did threaten to actually start shouting, and the, and the police officer is like, you absolutely have that right, um, if you want to do that, but it's just gonna make things worse for you. Like, right now, all you got is DUI. Don't make it any worse for yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, what, then watched him get in the car, taken into the car, and take away. So. That's a self-correcting problem, too. <laughs> yep. getting, getting loud with the cops. Yep. <laughs> you can get loud with the cops. That's just going to escalate everything. You might get tased, and you probably deserved it. <laughs> probably. So, yeah, that was exciting. Wow. I haven't had a good neighbor story since, uh, <laughs> since the axe murderer that lived next door up in Milwaukee. <laughs> I mean, not like na- that's not a good one, apparently. <laughs> Got it read on the radio. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it was good enough for the uh, the guys at the at the radio station to to read it when I sent it in for one of their little contests about bad neighbors. I can't even remember what my bad neighbor story was that they didn't read that I sent in. Wasn't the 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 neighbor? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Had some things, oh, it had some things yeah. to do with uh, behavior in, as in, well as inappropriate inappropriate dress, dress <laughs> oh, in, in while walking the dog outside. Oh dear! For he had to some see. he had some very choice adjectives <laughs> in the uh, and nothing nothing dirty nothing naughty just you know well he do you know Mike Mike, rem- Mike broke out the thesaurus. Oh dear! <laughs> I, I broke out the Return of the Jedi reference. <laughs> Remember Sai Snoodles, a singer in Jabba's. Uh, I, I didn't remember palace. the name, but yeah, the yeah. spindly legs and the long yeah, yeah. proboscis with the yeah. mouth at the end. Yeah, Sai Snoodles and the Max Rebo band. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> um. Okay, so we all know who Gwyneth Paltrow is, right? Uh-huh. Yes. She, she has a blog. Yes. Called Bloosh. I mean Goop. <laughs> Bloosh. <laughs> well, they made fun of it on Parks and Rec and called it Bloosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah she's, so uh, she's something. Yeah, she, she is something. She finds these um, ridiculously expensive products that you should insert into inappropriate places <laughs> frequently. And um, frequently, I know she's she's had one of those recently. <laughs> well. Is this the some one you're sort of, well, in, in, some in, sort of warmed the, stone the, that you were supposed okay, to? Okay, well, no, that no, this is this is the next the next thing your, after that. Oh, okay. oh boy, oh. yeah, but you are supposed to insert warm stones into your vagina. Is that a, that's that's something? Yeah, but this is after that. That there was another one. Now, well, now there's multiple. So does, does this warrant its own page on her website? <laughs> I I don't know. Hit the but... link that says putting stuff in you. <laughs> um. So there was an article. 
Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow wants you to squirt coffee up your asshole using this $135 glass jar. All right, let's deconstruct so a, the various things that are wrong with this. Everything? <laughs> yeah. Glass. Yeah, well, it's artisanal or something. Handcrafted, <laughs> hand-blown glass enema jar and then that you, you fill with coffee. And then blow that. I'm right sure it has here. to be a very specific, expensive coffee, too. Oh, sure, the, yeah. In order full, to get the full it's gotta be done, crystals. <laughs> it's got to be done through a French press. The best and, part of waking up <laughs> is Folgers in your butt. <laughs> For the record, that is the worst part. If I woke up with soldiers in my butt, that would be the worst part of waking up. Yeah. And I don't even uh, drink coffee that often. So um, somebody uh, took this and ran with it on Twitter. Oh, no. Of course they did. Chuck Wendig, who's a, yeah. uh, an author. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to read you his Twitter rant. Oh Which is a conversation between presumably him and Gwyneth Paltrow. Sure. And I'm sick, so my Gwyneth Paltrow voice is going to be a little bit off. That's fine. Do you want me to come read it over your don't, shoulder? I don't know what Chuck Wendig sounds like, so I'll just use my voice. <laughs> now she starts off um, referencing the thing that, that Craig was talking about. Put a jade egg in your hoo-ha, Gwyneth, no. <laughs> Coffee enema. Seriously, Gwyneth, come on. Eat three rubies. In a ruby smoothie, and an elf will arrive to open your sex chakras. What the f***, Gwyneth? <laughs> Feed a stolen baby to a cunning wolf at midnight. Gwyneth, no! <laughs> steam the vulva, Gwyneth. Steam it with moonsteam. The f*** is moonsteam, Gwyneth? Mm-hmm. It's acai berries macerated in diamond powder and magic sugar and run through the bowels of a civet cat. Gwyneth, this is cocaine. <laughs> now put it all in your colon. All of it. Transvaginal papaya cream. Gwyneth, what does that even mean? <laughs> Irritated lemur protein. You're just you're just saying things now. Activated urethra charcoal. Gwyneth, what the hell? Oh my god, are those the launch codes? Make a cocktail of ghost peppers. Cordyceps zombie ants. Macaw sweat. Muddle with ancient lavender and mummy's gauze. Pour over a poultice of forgotten aspirations. Put it all in all of your orifices. Pack it tight. <laughs> Gwyneth, can I just eat some kale? <laughs> now you fight a jaguar. Before you fight the jaguar, you must be naked, except for this. Gwyneth, is that a butt plug? (laughs) It is a lunar detox wand. It's a butt plug. It is made from upcycled meteors. Upcycled. (laughs) Does it go in my butt? Gwyneth? It goes in your butt. God damn it, Gwyneth. (laughs) Just put it up there to detox. Gwyneth, where do you get this stuff? Goop. What the shit is goop? It's a catalog. It's a way of life. It is primordial ooze that fills your negative psycho-spiritual nooks. (laughs) Gwyneth, are you high? Yes. On what? On goop. Gwyneth, is goop just cocaine? No. (laughs) Gwyneth, we talked about this. It's cocaine and creme fraiche. (laughs) And a little ayahuasca. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) My face hurts. (laughs) I was grinning uncontrollably. <laughs> the me, me too. Thing. My, che- my cheeks are sore. <clears throat> oh, Jeezy, Gwyneth, crazy. we talked about this. <laughs> oh, a lot of copy paste, paste, paste for me later. Oh, that was worth it. It is what it is. <laughs> it's worth it for moon moon wand and <laughs> pack it in all your nooks, <laughs> your spiritual nooks. <laughs> I'm like nukes. What's a n- oh nook? Yeah. Wow, Dwight, get out of my nook. That's what she said. Mm. Oh, you are totally right about the first season of The Office. It is Michael Scott is unwatchable, but he gets better. <laughs> okay, it, it's like it's much like Parks and Rec, where Leslie Nope was too Michael Scotty was too Michael Scotty during, the, during, during the, first the first season. Michael Scott was too Michael Scotty during the first season of The Office. Okay, well maybe I'll give it a, a shot from the second season. We'll yeah. see. I've got plenty of other stuff <laughs> in the old queue right now. It's one of the things I was doing while I was sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't really have too much else to talk about. I brought a couple of things. What do you got? Okay. So I've brought a, a couple Hold of... Hold it first. Are these things from Goop? No. Okay, oh, thank no. God. Now, you see, this thing that I brought, this is where you're going to insert up into... Whoa! <laughs> no, Gwyneth. No. Out of order. <laughs> Denied. Okay. Now, uh, a few times on the podcast so far, I have brought up uh, my uh, my 
fan fiction from the old TV show Dark Shadows that I call Shadows of a Dark Past. I know I've discussed uh, recently that I went back and reread it and uh, cringed my way through 55 chapters of adolescent Ando um, writing poorly. Um, <clears throat> and I, I know I brought up that I was uh, starting to put some serious thought into a rewrite, and uh, there's actually been a bit of a development on that that's, uh, that might be uh, even interesting to you guys. Um, so uh, slightly aside, but appropriate or apropos to the conversation, um, Katie May and I have taken to um, listening to fiction podcasts uh, quite frequently now. Um, we've heard some really good ones. Uh, our current favorite, by the way, I think you guys would really like it. It's called The Once and Future Nerd. Uh, we're on book two of it now. It's awesome. Um, anyway, so uh, I suddenly got the idea that perhaps my Shadows of Dark Past rewrite, instead of just being another novel, might actually uh, be interesting as a fiction podcast. I see, some, I see some widened eyes there. I Okay, tell me more. <laughs> well, and so uh, I, I I did some thinking about it, and I uh, did a proof of concept uh, writing out what uh, simply episode one might be. Um, I read it to Katie May, and she said that she really liked it. And so I decided to, to see about taking it a little further. Um, I decided that the I'll probably make about 10, maybe at most 12 episodes in, in a first season, if you will. And so I have now written four episodes of it um how long is an episode uh it, they're kind of give rain, or take yeah give or take around 10 to 15 minutes approximately okay. i think i think one of the longer ones has got a little bit more meat to it. it's like 20 minutes but it's not like super super long like that um but anyway uh i, I haven't actually recorded anything yet i'm just working because i figured that the easiest way to do that would be to actually write the whole season first you know and of course it can be tweaked along the way if needed but you know better to be ready for everything so i don't get writer's block and you know stall out halfway through the first season so um i'm i haven't uh, done any like casting or any kind of work other than writing on it so far but i'm i as each what's interesting is as i write each episode i end up reading it to katie may uh, to sort of make sure that i'm she's kind of my beta listener if you will um and uh but the, the, only the first episode is a is a single character the the other episodes ha are there's uh, conversations and so it's been an, uh, an exercise in doing a one man show with different voices hmm. um i don't think that's what i'm going to actually do with it i do want to have other people doing other voices and i've talked to one of my uh, coworkers who loves to play uh, rpgs with me um and see uh, he might uh, jump on as the other main character um i would want to do one of the voices cuz it's kind of based on me but would you do sound effects like a full-on radio play? I'm, I, there. There would need to be some minimal hey. amount of that. I need. I need a couple of things. Dork. I mean, <laughs> I, he's not going to outfit himself with a foley studio. I don't need a full. You can get all that crap digitally. Studio, no. But but I probably do need Jeez. some amount of engineering on it. There's a, like I don't need. I don't think I need necessarily need like a full musical score under the whole thing. But it would be nice to have like I, in episode four. I wrote a couple of times where there needs to be like a door opening and closing, and it needs to be audible. And you know, a couple of times there's like pages turning. So minor sound effects. I do need some of that. But well, if you dig around a little bit. You said you're listening to some of these fiction podcasts. Yeah. Just find other ones that are kind of radio play-ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just, you know, see what what they all do and what kind of works and what doesn't work yeah, and in, your, in your mind. And yeah, and that's what, what, what I've what, been... What would be reasonable for you to undertake without making it a giant pain in the yeah. ass? Yeah, well, and that's what I've been doing is we've been listening to these uh, to these podcasts is uh, kind of comparing the different styles. Because you know, yeah. we listen to some... Like the Once in Future Nerd is a more fantasy setting, but then we've listened to some that are sci-fi, a couple that are horror-themed. One that's kind of like... It's called... Uh, one that we listen to called Alexandria Archives that's uh, a fictional radio station at a fictional monster-friendly uh, university. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it was, it's really good. So there's a lot of different formats, and I'm trying to sort of decide where I really want to take it. It's still really early in the process, but um, I'm I'm getting excited about it. And the fact that I've written four episodes and and it's it's starting to feel kind of real to me. And with that number of episodes, where it's it's a manageable number as opposed to 253, <laughs> um, you can. I mean, you could conceivably do the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. And then release it. Yep. In increments later. That is than, my goal. Rather than uh, 
you know, like then because otherwise you you run you run up against schedule. It's like, well, okay, well right. the fourth episode's out there and it's been out for a week, and the fifth episode isn't done yet. What am I gonna do? And like, oh my god! Yeah, exactly. Well, and the, and the good thing is with the episodes only being anywhere between you know ten and twenty five or so minutes at most, like you can knock out several of those in a in a single session. You know, if you've got the same care, you know, same actors, you know, don't have to bring in any different people. So. Right. Uh, that that's what I, that's kind of what I'm going for is record is you know that's why I'm writing them all first and then we'll record them kind of all at once and then you know let them trickle out and you'll have everybody come back for rewrites and looping and- yeah of course <laughs> hopefully not re re records and then there'll be creative differences with one of your leads and you'll have to be recast and re record all of their stuff you have to find somebody that 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 sounds just like that person. Hey, in the wait, no, in the tradition of Dark Shadows, if I ever needed to recast, it would just happen. Seem it would just happen. It would and be you, a completely different voice, and we'd never speak of it ever, <laughs> ever. Literally, the the character who started the show as a main, as the single main character, Victoria Winters, um, by you know, two years into the show, had taken a backseat to Barnabas and everything. So, as they were in the process of writing the character out of the show, the main actress ended up having some creative differences and left the show, and they recast that character two times. Times. Mm-hmm. They had one character for like a, a only about a dozen episodes, and they changed the actress again for the rest of the tenure until the character was written out of the show. Never addressed it, never spoke of it. It just she was just different. If you want to be meta when you do this thing, is halfway through you change the voice actor for one of your characters, like intentionally, yeah, and make it clear that this is still the same character, but yeah. never really talk about you know it having it having happened, like like noticeably different voices. Yeah. <laughs> It's commentary. (laughs) (laughs) It's a meta joke. It's fourth wall. Neo podcast. What's the fourth wall equivalent of audio only of like radio or podcasts? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Addressing the listener. I I, I mean, yeah, it's addressing the audience. I mean, like specifically player movie, but I'm just wondering if if I'm just curious if there's a, didn't we just do that on this? We do this, I and mean, we do it all the time because we're talking to the listener. But like, if you had an audio yeah, play that's a, intending a to tell a story, podcast. and then you all of a sudden address the listener in some manner, you'd have to have like a like a sarcastic narrator person. Which is one of the things I love about the Once and Future Nerd. It has an amazingly wonderful narrator for the action. He's he's a wood sprite, and he's snarky at the mortals all the time. It's hilarious. Yeah, you would have to just do it with yeah the way that you talk. Yeah. Well, but I see what, what Craig is saying, though. Like, One of the characters is all character of a sudden... turns to listener. Yeah. <laughs> or the narrator. Direction. Or the narrator just stops the, the, the play. Like, okay, that's it. <laughs> Shut up. Everybody just interrupts them in the middle <laughs> right. and then starts narrating. <laughs> but in a, in a blatantly obvious way. Well, now it's getting weird. I don't know if you want to go that direction. Well, I, we'll see. We'll see because it's not like I. It's not like I want to have complete and total, you know, goofiness in it. But I don't necessarily want it to be a hundred percent serious either. Like I threw in, I threw in a moment where you know the 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 main character of it uh, is a little bit of a mini sort of pitch because this is a kind of a big change for me from the original story I wrote back all those years ago. The main character is a psychiatrist named Mark. Um, and the other main character is the vampire named Andrew. And um, so they, they, the, the sort of current format is like just them sitting down and recording a conversation that they're having together, many interviews and stuff. And uh, one point um, Andrew's talking about his ability to do, you know, mind control essentially uh, as a vampire. And Mark says, Oh, it's kind of like a Jedi mind trick. And he's like, I have no idea what that is. And Mark's like, <laughs> well, so you really mean to tell me you've never seen star Wars. And just like, can we please keep this on topic? <laughs> so. Well, you got to have, if you're going to do the, if you're going to stay true to dark shadows, the TV show, you have to be willing to have the little fudges. Of course. That be, that are on purpose. We, that you do on purpose just mm-hmm. as an homage. Cause like, you know, dark shadows, there are episodes where, Oh, for example, um, somebody slams the door and the wall shakes and they never reshot it to have a less, you know, have the, well, sl- the the door slam a little lighter so that because it's it's just a you know it's a fake wall, it's right, a top right. wall, or the hammer pans up and you see the top of the wall where there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> there is an entire hour long blooper 
uh, tape that I had, a blooper, you know, special that they compiled There are things, the bloopers that were actually aired. And the reason for that is that, you know, it was a daily soap opera. It was, it was a, a tight huge, production schedule. Yeah, it was, and also the producer, Dan Curtis, in addition to it being a tight schedule with a fairly not great budget, was also super cheap and did not like to reshoot. And so basically, as long as the set didn't literally completely fall apart, and even then, if it partially did, he would just keep rolling and he wouldn't, like, stop it. Like, there are, there's the, there's a scene with a really old lady who obviously completely blanked out on her line and you can clearly audibly hear the person feeding her her line from off camera <laughs> clearly as day and it's just and it was aired in the episode they're or all there or there's an episode where like one of the actresses was studying the script studying her lines between takes mm-hmm. and left the script like on a <laughs> table <laughs> or on, on a bed, bed. <laughs> it was on the bed and it's her. in the shot like the script of what she's saying yeah. is right there clearly in the shot <laughs> not a book it's not a notebook it's a script it's a script well, held together really obviously you know, a script well, three it, hole punched it, yeah. with the three and well and under, also the thing that was also that <laughs> this was set in a uh, during the time travel period of 1795 so in the 18th century a stapled printed three hole punch yeah Grima paper, yeah. It's very clearly <laughs> not something from the show. It should be like a nicely bound book. Yeah. The leather cover. Oh, the Le- fun- leatherette. The funniest <laughs> series, because the because uh, well, part of the reason why there's so many, in addition to the fact that they didn't reshoot them, um, is that there were over 1,200 episodes of uh, on the five years of the show because it was a daily soap opera. So basically, there's there's just so much material, and they never reshot. So all the bloopers, there's just a lot of them, and there's a lot of the similar types. There's one of my favorite series is all the different bloopers that are when a fly. Uh, is buzzing around the you know the sets and landing on people's faces or while they're talking. Yeah, and then you got the people who are trying to be real smooth about it, kind of like, oh, you know, doing you know, make putting their hand up to their face in shock, but using that to brush the fly away and stuff. <laughs> there's the I think the funniest one is there's this scene. It's in the 1795 storyline where this really over the top, uh, super zealous anti witch preacher, sort of like Salem witch trial preacher, is performing an exorcism on the on the house because there's a witch inside and he's trying to draw her out. And so the 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 shot is him just standing you know, with his arms up in the air, wide eyed, and he's yelling these super religious phrases about begone demons and foul hell and demon beasts and stuff. And then this fly just comes up and is flying around him, and he just finally has to stop, and go and blow it away. <laughs> Well, that's a hazard for uh, for exorcists, I would imagine. Yeah. You're trying to get that, that, that hellfire and damnation speech out. You've got like this specific phrasing that you have to use, and you got to get it out, because yeah. otherwise that witch ain't going to leave that house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that fly gets in the way. you got to deal with it. can't be yeah. interrupted by accidentally no, no. inhaling a, the fly and that's, choking that's on just your... A, that's a slice of life in... in, in Incantation. Know, exorcism. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's realism, yeah. Yeah, like some some ritual speaker that's going through, got to say all these words exactly in the right order and no yeah. no breaks and blah blah blah. What happens if something you know flies up your nose? You just and then all of suck sudden, it up and keep moving. There's actually a similar <laughs> blooper that didn't involve a fly. Um, there the uh, I know because there's so many. Of these. I gotcha, I gotcha. There there's one where there's the, where the witch actually the witch he's trying to exercise, but it's in a different timeline in the 1960s, and she's hypnotizing this lawyer, and she's doing it by using a, a cigarette lighter uh, with a, a really big 19. 60 cigarette lighter um and having him one of those at, big table things that sits it, on the table. yeah it's kind of like the clunk mm-hmm. um but anyway she's using this and 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 like to, to hypnotize him and, and it's because he's looking into the flame and she's you know doing the little hypnosis speech as he's looking into the flame then a little breeze comes up and fl- blows out the flame and she has to click it on again <laughs> it's kind of like i hope that he didn't like pop out of that hypnosis for a second and she had to re-click it I thought you were going to say like a moth flew into it and exploded <laughs> like a Manos hands of fate. All their night, their night scenes were filled with moths because <laughs> they filmed it outside. Who was it that told me about the porgs? That wasn't on the show. That was uh, told you about in real porgs. life, like outside of the show. Somebody told me, you know why there's porgs on in Star Wars uh-uh. in the new movie? Because they're painted over birds that they couldn't control on the island. <laughs> really? Yeah. They couldn't get the birds to leave and be out of the shot, so they just digitally painted porgs over them. <laughs> That's what I was awesome. told by someone in real life who probably heard it on the internet, so huh. take it for what it's worth. And they were just regular earth-looking birds. Yeah, they're just regular birds, and they just they thought they'd make it more interesting. Wow. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes with Chewbacca eating the barbecued porg with the other porgs. <laughs> Me like, too. I love that part. Watching him. 
and guilting him and not eating it. <laughs> Shaming Chewbacca. Spoiler yeah. alert. I yeah. guess. Oh well, hey, while we're on the subject of Star actual Wars, pain in the ass birds, <laughs> is that the is that the uh, the genus? <laughs> yeah, the pain in pain in the assiest birdiest. <laughs> while we're on the subject of Star They're, Wars and Chewbacca, live on that island. <laughs> um, I actually read, uh, and you guys, I, you guys may know this, but I I read that the somebody um, from uh, Lucas Arts talked about why the actual one of the one of the for fundamental reasons that they decanonized all the the extended universe stuff and made it all legends. Um, they said that when they knew they were coming back uh, doing the new movies, um, they the one of the characters that they basically knew that they couldn't honestly do a Star Wars movie without is Chewbacca in an expanded universe. Spoiler alert. Chewbacca is killed uh, specifically in an epic way by having literally a moon land on him. <laughs> I'm not, well, that's what I'm it not takes, kidding. Man. A moon lands on his head and kills him, but they knew that they couldn't have a dead Chewbacca just not show up at all in the movie. So they're like, well, all that stuff's not canon anymore. We're just going to have to start over. That was the reason? Well, it was one of the reasons. say that reasons. was one of the big reasons that we can't have Chewbacca dead. So. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what the big reason is because Disney wants to do what they want to do. Yeah. They well, of course, that's a big part of it, too. Yeah. Naturally, that's a big part yeah. of it, too. But like that, went, apparently Chewbacca was a factor into the decision. That's okay. In 20 years, some other company can buy it or somebody else can control it. And they can just write out all the stuff that we saw already and they can do a whole new... It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. You know, how many Spider-Mans have we had now? Three. <laughs> and I like the first one and I like the third one. I didn't did see the care. second or the third did one. Did not care for the second see, one. See, I liked the, the, the Amazing Spider-Man one. I liked those movies. The two of those. The, the thing I liked the most about the second one, the second series, was the witty... Like the, you know, the the Peter Parker banter mm -hmm. as he's fighting the criminals. That's something that's kind of out of the comics where he's he he makes jokes mm -hmm. and puns and things as he fights. That didn't happen so much in the first one. Um, they did it right in the second one, but it was a little too broody for me. Peter Parker's supposed to be a little more upbeat for me, my personal opinion. That was the... then again, I don't particularly care for the new DC <laughs> movies either because they're mostly a little too broody. The Except for Wonder Woman, that rocked. Dude, Wonder Woman was awesome. The second Spider-Man was Andrew Garfield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't even know the name of the third, the, the current Spider-Man. I can't think of his name either. Now, I haven't seen the, the, the standalone. I'm not sure. I haven't seen Spider-Man. I just, probably. Just probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Spider-Man <laughs> Homecoming yet, but he, of course he was in uh, Civil uh, Captain America Civil War, which mm -hmm. I've seen a few times. And he, I, for, for what he's in that movie, I thought he was great at Spider-Man. Um, I've heard good things about Homecoming, but I haven't seen it yet, so... No spoilers on that one, please. Um, Spider-Man comes home. Oh, darn. How could you, Craig? <laughs> At some point, he goes home. <laughs> to his increasingly younger Aunt May. To his incredibly hot Aunt May. <laughs> oh, yeah? Who totally banged Tony Stark. Totally. <laughs> well, you know, in the you saw the first Spider-Man series, right? The Aunt May is like the old, 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 lady. Yeah, yeah, old, yeah. old lady. And in the second one, it's... She's a little bit younger. I don't remember exactly, but I think she's younger. Who plays her though? I they can't they didn't they stunt cast her in that? I don't remember. It's Marissa Tomei in the Marvel stuff, the mo the most recent stuff where he's, oh, where he's okay. crossing over with the Avengers and stuff. It's Marissa Tomei, who is, you know, she's older, but she's But she's Marissa still Tomei. Yes. Marissa Tomei. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. still gorgeous. She's, she's still lovely. George, George Costanza <laughs> is still interested. <laughs> yeah. Where would George Costanza be today? <laughs> Um, I tell you where he wouldn't be. He's not an architect, and he's not a marine biologist. He was angry, my friends, <laughs> <laughs> like an old man sending soup back at the deli. <laughs> Is that a title list? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, oh, uh, what do we got? What are we looking at time wise? You got a uh, close. I need, I need to get leaving pretty soon. Kevin well, we Question. Ten, ten minutes left in the show. How many do you need to leave? Ten minutes? Okay. Kevin Question. All right. Well, we have two because uh, of reasons. And I'm going to um, go out of order because uh, the, the most recent question is topical Ooh. to what mm. we just talked about. 48 question. Have Foley's gone crazy or are they overcompensating to prove they are needed? Have who, what, what? Foley's. Oh. Are we talking about, like, sound Nick Foley? People. Oh, okay. We're talking about the sound people. Okay. Lately, like we just talked about with your yeah. Dark Shadows thing. Lately, it seems like every movie or TV show Foley has gone overboard. Sound effects have gotten so bad it bumps me from movies and TV. 
and he has a list here. Extreme tire squeal even on dirt roads. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> with him on that, that one. They've been doing that since Dukes of Hazard. Gear shifting and clutch sounds in automatic cars. Just handling a gun makes it click. <laughs> Cocking semi-automatic handguns. Racking a shotgun four times before it can fire once. There's a lot of gun stuff. All knives sound like they are taken out of a metal sheath. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of with him on all these so far. Gratuitous footsteps. All snakes have a rattle. <laughs> Tiny birds screech like hawks. These guys need to be reined in. Thanks, Kevin. And you know what? For what it's worth, Kevin, I am 100% with you on that one. I, I agree with you. I have no issue really with those because they are ingrained in our movie and television watching. It's something we expect. Yeah. You know, if somebody whips their sword out and you don't hear shing, you're going to be like, wait a minute. Hell, what the hell? Is that, is that sort of real? Is, it, is This is a dream. Okay. This must be a what dream is sequence. This, is is, this isn't real. Well, clearly that's a rubber sword. They're in the matrix. They're in the matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing I could really do without is the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. I was just going to. I am yeah. really, really tired of that. Especially it tears in, me out of the movie yeah. every single time. It's almost as bad as Stan Lee. And I just recently went back and rewatched the uh, the Machete I'm, Order Star I'm, Wars movie, so I just heard the Wilhelm scream several times. I'm watching. There this, it is. I'm watching this Marvel movie, <laughs> and I'm digging it, and I'm lost in the story, and it's and like then all, all superpowers and space Lee. battles and all this stuff, and then there's <laughs> effing Stan Lee, and I'm not watching, and I'm not absorbed into the story anymore. I'm staring at my TV screen. Yeah. Wondering, why? When is he going to die? <laughs> Comic book people are like, "You son of a!" Unlisten, unfollow, unsubscribe. <laughs> no, I, I don't want the guy to die. But he, honestly, he doesn't need to be in every damn movie. We get it. He created some of these characters. He's not the only one. Every single movie, and he's always and he delivers his line. He never. He doesn't act. He's Stan Lee. He plays a different character every time. But he's Stan Lee, and he sounds yeah. like Stan Lee, and he might as well just say effing Excelsior. <laughs> well, now that we, we find out that he's a bit handsy with his nurses, maybe oh. he won't show up in movies anymore like all those other actors. And you know, you know the explanation for him being in all the movies now, too. He's a they, watcher. They explained it in, in the... Was it in the one of the Guardians of the I Galaxy I think it was movies. one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He's the same guy all the time. He's one. He's, he's the same. He's the same character in every movie. He just <clears throat> takes on different guises. Uh-huh. He's a watcher. He's like sure. this being that goes around and watches. Like, oh, okay. Well, what's that given to the story? Is he going to have a pivotal role in the <laughs> Infinity <laughs> War storyline? Maybe. Hey, you know, if it pays off, okay. But every single so they, time, that's not a thing. They made that up. Me to... out of the story. It's no, something. The, it's something it's canonical of the comic book. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's a. It's a species race of people that are in the comics. Oh, okay. But it just kills me. Every, I'm gonna go back with this. You talk so, amongst yourself. Yes, Kevin, we agree with you, and then some. <laughs> they, yes, they have gone crazy. They need to be reined in. Indeed. <laughs> what was the joke we were supposed to make about the bell? Uh, humdinger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kevin, that's a real humdinger. We humanized. <laughs> We also, I think we're talking, this is the last uh, Nerdburger before uh, Andocon. Um, I mean, as far as one of my appearances, the last of my appearances on Nerd, Nerdburger be before, before the Andocon. Yep. So this is my last chance to get the uh, listeners directly. So uh, while Mike's fiddling with his phone and Craig is typing on his laptop, I'm going to take the mic for a second and say uh, Andocon is coming up the weekend of March 9th through 11th. Uh, I, it is less than two months away now, God. Um, we are we are at a fever pitch of planning. I actually have just brought on a couple of new staff to help out with some of the some of the important stuff that needs doing here at the last minute. Um, things are going really really well. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, I really uh, I just it's 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 great. I'm I'm so happy about where things are right now with with Andocon. Um, so I, I, I still strongly encourage there's still lots of time. Uh, get on uh, Andocon.org and uh, hit that register button. Um, you can get uh, you can get a little bit off, shave a little bit off if you buy two badges. So you know, even if you're by yourself, bring a friend. You know, and uh, don't forget to book a hotel room. Uh, it helps us out, helps you out. You can uh, you know throw a party, do do what you need to do. You know, 
So uh, you can trash it '80s hair band style. I, no, I'd really no, rather you don't. Don't do actually, that. Don't do please. That. But uh, we've actually, but we've also got some really, really exciting special events, and I know Craig knows about them because he's been helping me uh, get the information about them. I think one of the most uh, exciting things uh, going on there, uh, like actively going on there, will be Sean Patrick Fan and live streaming his uh, his Freedom Squadron uh, Kickstarter thing. So. He's kickstarting a uh, a game for it's a Savage. Super, it's a it, Savage Worlds game setting i think so um that is it's called freedom squadron it is based it, it is it is you know gi joe with the serial numbers <laughs> scraped off <laughs> so if you like those gi joe cartoons yeah that's this is the game for you indeed and, <laughs> and he's, he's going to be running a six-hour game that's part of him firing up the kickstarter yeah the that. kickstarter for that is launching the same weekend uh the saturday of andocon and so he's going to be there uh doing some doing some stuff for it and it's going to be great so uh, you don't want to miss it. It is. It's. It's going to be wonderful. Guests with Kickstarters at Andocon. Hmm. hmm. I think Sean Patrick Fannin might not be the only one of those. Yeah, I'm working on it. Getting there. <laughs> Getting there. Need a map from you, Mike. Yep. Need uh, some illustrations from Beth, and then I need the video done from Michelle, and then I think the page is going to be pretty well squared away. So come on by, guests at Andocon, and say. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you were searching for that over there, weren't you? Couldn't well, because we it. were harmonizing. We were harmonizing, yes. <laughs> and we have done this before. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time. <laughs> See, these are some of the wonderful things that happen when I get to come onto this, to the show. Yeah. Do we have time for uh, uh, one more viewer mail? Viewer mail? I think so. Okay. Andy. Oh, Andy writes to us? Andy has ans answered um, or has clarified something for us. Okay. He says, the reason you are not supposed to overfill your gas tank, <laughs> which we discussed on the last episode, is because there is a charcoal vapor capture chamber in the tank. Andy's a computer guy. How does he know this? Andy's a smart guy. <laughs> That's true. Gasoline gives off fumes. And this, oh, should I read it like Andy? Gasoline gives off fumes. <laughs> this chamber captures those fumes. Fumes are vastly more dangerous than gasoline as a liquid. Deep voice, right? Liquid burns, vapor explodes. If you continue to pump gasoline into the tank, the liquid will start to fill up the chamber, making it not function and possibly damaging the charcoal enough that you'd have to replace it. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say penis. <laughs> well, I was being Andy, saying penis and laughing. Um, penis jokes are funny. <laughs> you say really? So. That's me being me in an Andy voice. All right. Poop jokes are funny too. Yes, yes. Ando, mm -hmm. thank you for joining us today. <laughs> it is always a pleasure. Always, always, always. I can't believe we're not going to see you at the Lando God. I mean, then <laughs> there's nothing stopping you from swinging on by the escapery. Seriously, that's true. I, I mean, between the, the between the, you know, our newest room being open, uh, which I think that happened since the last time I was on the show, too, hasn't it? Seance sounds the, like it. Yeah. So between having now four rooms open and game nights every other weekend, uh, you know, every other Wednesday, like, you know, there's not really any excuse to not come see me. There come is, on down. Bring the wife and kids. There are zero excuses. <laughs> Except I'm busy. <laughs> That's my go-to. Anyway, thank you. Um, thank you again. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at NerdBurgerShow.com, at NerdBurgerShow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, NerdBurgerShow at gmail.com with your questions and comments. And your quements. Your quem. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is that from? None of those. That's from I've, something. I've heard, uh, uh, what's his face? Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick yeah. used that for panels and stuff. Yeah, I've heard that, and I've said no. <laughs> I've looked at my TV, and I've said no. No, that's not a thing. Okay. Stop doing that. Um, they can find uh, game stuff at nerdburgergames.com, and they can go to drivethroughrpg.com to purchase game stuff uh, from me. There's a, a number of things there. Uh, they can find uh, Andocon at andocon.org, at andocon on Facebook and the Twitters. Uh, and uh, if you're interested more in just me, well, thank you, and theamazingando.com. Woo-ha! Woo-hoo-hoo, ha-ha-ha. -hoo, ah,
on the next episode of Nerdburger. Ando just won't leave the studio, so Mike and Craig yeah, digitally man. superimposed Matthew you on top of, of him. <laughs> I love you guys. You won't ever get rid of me. That's the only reason Matthew's on the show, actually, to get rid of Ando. You can't push me out here. And uh, to double down, we're going to go ahead and digitally superimpose Matthew's daughter, Anna, as well. Two guests. The Pork Hawks. Right? That's where you're... Porghoffs? You're going with that Porghoff. I yeah. wasn't going there, but no. thank you for taking me there. Okay. <laughs> See, that's... I don't this know is, where I'm going. That's why you're never in charge of anything, Mike. No. <laughs> is this why we can't have nice things? Well, we got a few nice things here. Yeah. Anyway. I'm so sick and whacked out on cough medicine and cold medicine, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Okay, time to record Dude, the next episode. So... Get us queued up. Matthew will be here any minute. Are you so stoned? Okay. <laughs> Mike, 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 that's next week. Oh, oh right. That's no, 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 no. What, what? We're recording next week. Oh. <laughs> you should go take a nap. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Oh, was I supposed to hit the nose blow switch first? Here, hop.